Alan, do you want to start us with our intro? I sure will. Cue that theme music. What's up, church? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Lindell Station podcast. My name is Alan Goodwin, and I'm one half of your family ministry team. And Ashton Hudson, the other half. But um, Alan, we're... It's not just the two of us today on the podcast. Uh, we've got some some special guests here. You want to introduce our guest? Yeah, it's a little crowded on the pod today. Um, we have starting out our worship pastor at First Baptist Church, Lindale, has joined us today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hello, everyone out there. My name's Dan. As everyone knows me, I'm the music minister at First Baptist Lindale. Been here. Um, it's actually since 2011, started out as a accompanist, and uh, I was so graciously blessed to be the music minister uh, in 2000, starting out as an interim, and then uh, becoming the full-time uh, music minister shortly after that, and guys, it's been a blessing, it's been awesome to be a part of this team, it's been great to work with these guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to many more years with them, and uh, looking forward to see what God has in store for us. That's awesome, Dan. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, now it is time to send it over to our fearless leader, our boss, our pastor, the man who is in charge of everything. Take it away. Oh, Alan always calls me boss because he knows I hate <laughs> it so much. Um, I'm Eric. I'm the uh, senior pastor here at First Baptist Lindale, and I love these three guys. I love getting to work with them on a daily basis, and um, just a little bit of my story. I've been with this church family since 2001, serving in student ministry, and then God, um, through uh, his plan, not mine, uh, called me um, to serve as the pastor uh, in uh, 2018, and so... Um, I, I, I'm very excited to get to be a part of this today. Um, I've been looking forward to it for uh, several weeks since Ashton and Alan uh, told us about it, and I am ready to play. So with the holiday season being on us, we've had our What's Up with Green Deer, and last week's episode we talked about the Christmas Carol and Scrooge and... Alan did a fantastic job really connecting that back to the gospel. But today, y'all are in for a treat. We have decided to do a Christmas movie draft. Um, the way this is going to look is uh, we've challenged the staff to to come up with their favorite Christmas movies, but not just a conglomeration of whatever they want. Uh, we've come up with four categories, and so those categories are classic movie and so anything that designates a classic movie is something that's 25 years or older so 1994 or older than that uh, hopefully when we name off these movies it doesn't age you and make you feel old for all you listeners um, out there so classic movie is the first category the second one is live action movie so that's uh, living actual people not cartoons because our third category is animated, so that can be a cartoon, it can be claymation, whatever it is. And our fourth and final category is a wild card. So you can pick from all the other categories, anything out there. Um, off the recording, we did a uh, random generator to figure out who was going to pick, and we are doing a what's called a snake draft. So the way this will look is... Um, Eric will have our first pick, followed by Alan, then myself, and then Dan will have the last pick for round one. But to make it fair, it'll go in reverse for the following rounds. Um, but to kind of get us warmed up and get our brains thinking about Christmas uh, movies and to make sure that we're, we're in the right place of spirit, um, Eric, I got a question for you. On Christmas okay. morning... What is the earliest that your boys have gotten you up? Oh, wow. Um, for some reason, uh, now it fluctuates year to year. You know, as kids grow up and get older, 
Um, but for some reason, 4 a.m. is popping into my mind. And I, it, it kind of surprises me because I, I don't know that I would even be awake enough at 4 a.m. to remember that I was woken up at 4 a.m. But I think I would probably say 4, 4.30-ish uh, in, in that range. And uh, we don't do that anymore. Um, our boys are, are all a little older. And so, um, I'm grateful for that, but, um, yeah, I would probably say four, four thirty, something like that. That is definitely early as can be, um, man, Dan, uh, I know that you have Natalie at home and I don't imagine she's waking you up at four thirty in the morning on Christmas this year. So can't really challenge you with that same well, question. Fingers crossed. Oh yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, what we want to do is, it's Christmas Eve, Dan, and you mm-hmm. typically leave the jolly old man milk and cookies. What flavor cookie are you leaving out for Santa Claus? Oh wow. Well, that is in the hope that he would like what I like. I'm a very classic type guy, so. Chocolate chip is going to probably be my go-to. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, being married to a baker's daughter is also a huge advantage to that. And we get loaded with all kinds of great, great cookies. And she actually brought us a tray a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, there was no chance of it surviving to Christmas Eve. So, uh but had I had a choice out of what she brought, um, she actually makes these uh, pecan tassies that are out of this world. Now, I don't know how well that would pair up with milk, but with as good as they taste, I probably wouldn't complain too much if I were Santa. So I'm probably going to have to either go either with one of my mother-in-law's awesome cookies that she makes, or if it were left up to me, straight-up classic chocolate chip. That is making me hungry already. And uh, that's really cool, Dan. I, um, I didn't know that Anna was a baker, and now I just can't stop thinking about how your life is kind of a country song. <laughs> we should we should probably write a song about how Dan married the baker's daughter, and that would just be the best thing in the world. I mean, it, it would fit Lindale to a T. Oh my goodness! But. Um, so we've got 4.30 in the morning. We've got our chocolate chip cookies that have been eaten by Santa Claus. The thoughts of mistletoe is hanging in our heads and on our screens. So let's jump straight in to the 2020 Lindell Station and Staff Christmas Movie Draft. And all for the first pick, round one, the 1-1 one, one pick... Pastor Eric, what are you going with? Man, I have been stressing so bad because um, Ashton knows uh, what a big fantasy football guy I am and how much I love drafting uh, our fantasy football teams. And so I know there's a strategy. And I also know that there are so many Christmas movies that I really love, but I have to pick – Uh, With the first pick, you know, when you're doing a football draft, you may think, oh, the first pick is the greatest. Sometimes the first pick is the most difficult. Yes, you get the pick of anything, and it's yours, but also it's going to be the longest time before I get another pick. So I know that if there's a close second to my first pick, then I'm probably going to lose it. And that's making it really, really difficult for me. And... um. And my, my family has coached me uh, up until today, and they have told me what they think I should pick. And, um, I, and I'm really, really torn, and I've not told them what my decision was going to be. And I really don't even know at this very second 100%, but I'm going to just jump out, and I'm going to risk my reputation as a senior pastor, and I'm going to take for my first pick – National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a very good pick, Eric, and I knew that was going to go number one. Um, 
I was thinking there for a second, this guy's going to make the biggest mistake he could make and not pick Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and but I think for my you... position, I think for the position, I want to take that as my uh, live action. All right. Okay. So he, he's his live action is off the board. I like thank you for clarifying because that uh, when did National Lampoon come out? That was uh, that was 1989. So it would it could have been your classic, but you were you're settled with the the fact that that is your your live action. So as we've got it now, Eric has taken the the one one. He has reached out, grabbing that National Lampoon, and that's leading us to round one, pick two, Alan. What you got? So there is a lot of strategy that goes into this. And if that had been on the board, it would no longer be on the board. I would have absolutely taken it. And I'm just trying to kind of think through what's still going to be there, what likely isn't. Um, And it is hard. So I think what I'm going to do for my first pick just be- and it's not necessarily my favorite. It's not my top pick on here. It's just the one that I know won't be there coming back around. I'm going to choose Christmas Story, The Leg Lamp, Fudge. I'm going to pick it. <laughs> and that is going to be in my classic pre-1994 category. I would just be really disappointed in myself if that wasn't there coming back around because this is all about the votes. And it might not even be my favorite classic Christmas movie, but I don't know if people would vote for my favorite classic movie. So we're trying to make the list of the best, and so I think that is the best choice left in the classic category. Oh, man. So we've, we've, we've taken a classic. We've taken a live action. The, th- those are two incredible picks, and I'm actually surprised um, coming up with this third pick here, that neither one of those, believe it or not, were even on my short list. So that just kind of shows the variety of movies that are out there. Um, I get to do the the Hudson family. Uh, I guess it's it's an honor. Uh, just like with you, Eric, how your family was kind of coaching you as to what to go with. Uh, I got a message from Hannah saying that if I didn't pick this movie, I couldn't come home tonight. Um, and so it had been real bad if one of y'all had taken it. But I'm uh, I'm about to kick Tim Allen off the roof and uh, become the Santa Claus myself. We're going to go with the At the Skirting In classic movie of 1994, Disney's The Santa Claus featuring Tim Allen. Um, man, I think I watch it at least 10, 15 times during the Christmas season. Uh, Hannah and I even watched it heading to Texas a couple years ago. Well, she watched it in the passenger seat and I listened. It's something about hearing him go, ho, ho, she, And <laughs> the little girl going, I would like ballet slippers. That makes this a, uh, just a timeless tale for our family. So, Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hello, Judy. <laughs> it is very good that's a good pick Ashton Dan we're coming up to you with our last pick pick 1-4 um, fourth pick of the first round Dan how can you possibly follow Disney's The Santa Claus well I don't know because I was actually on board with what Ashton was saying that the first two picks weren't on my short list either and my picks were really um, generational. So being a child of the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Santa Claus was definitely one of those that I grew up with. And so um, that was also one of the ones I watched a lot uh, as a kid. So I, I was sad to see that one finally come off, but I'm not surprised. Um, however, uh, there is another movie that came out that was a favorite of mine that was watched endlessly in my house um, that appealed to kids my age because we went, you know, if only we were given an unlimited arsenal 
of tools and objects that we can use to set up as booby traps uh, to fight off any potential bad guys. Um, then what would I do? And then this movie came out that gave me a lot of ideas. That movie is Home Alone. And so, good choice. That's a fantastic choice. I'm going to go with uh, Home Alone. And um, that is actually going to go down. Um, I will take that one as my live action. Solid, solid. That was that was all my short list. So yeah, that's a good pick. That is a, a great pick. Um, I laugh and joke. The uh, people will sometimes consider, and this may be someone's pick down the road here. So hopefully, I'm not spoiling it. That uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And um, I saw a post the other day that said that Home Alone is just Die Hard for kids. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if Home Alone's a Christmas movie, then Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And man, we are celebrating with a fantastic Boss. Boss. <laughs> Boss. No, I'm, no. Yeah, I'm with Alan there. That's a weak <laughs> argument. That is weak sauce. Get yeah. that out of here. <laughs> but so as we look we've got our christmas vacation and our christmas story the santa claus and home alone wrapping out round one as we head into round two dan you are at the top of the board here what is your second pick of the draft all right so here we go playing the strategy again um and it's it's kind of tough uh being the back-to-back in this selection to figure out what exactly uh i think kind of what alan was saying late uh, earlier what uh, it's going to be there and what won't so i'm actually <clears throat> going to go with my classic pick and the reason being this was a classic pick of mine is because again our family on christmas day would not wrap up our day without seeing this movie mainly because as far as i can remember you would be able to find this movie like before cable was a thing or satellite that you had, you know, your four basic channel, you could find this movie playing every Christmas day and it would play not once, but multiple times. And so inevitably became part of our tradition and it's going to be, um, it's a wonderful life, uh, as my classic pick. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's how I got to learn the name Jimmy Stewart and clarence and now every time i hear a bell i can't help but think about that movie so that is going to go down as my classic that's a great pick there right it's hard to think about jimmy stewart for me and not to think about him filibustering in court (laughs) (laughs) yes and that's um and that's the most classic one that we've hit so far because that one is from 1946 Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Man, look at Eric over here with the the knowledge of the years. Well, he Bro, just I did my research. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I did my research. I was not around when it came out. <laughs> he just remembers. He just remembered the first time he went to the movies. <laughs> I feel like no, that's actually, some, I can't tell shade. you that. You, the the first time I went to the movies, um, and I, I, I don't know if I'm getting the year right, but it was ET was the first movie I went to see in the theater. Wow. And I'm thinking that was around 1982. And that's the one you saw? Yeah, that's the first movie I saw in a the theater. I remember the first time I saw that as a kid. I was scared to death because of that like bathtub scene. Where he well, but Eric was like 18. Oh, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no, I think I was like six. Um, Teen. <laughs> but I did have nightmares legit. After I saw E.T. Well, fortunately, E.T. is not a Christmas movie, so we won't have to have nightmares of that. Um, So as we head in to the next pick, like I said, it's a snake draft. And so with Dan having the first pick of the second round, I'm up now with the second pick of the second round. And uh, very similar to how Dan was saying, it's generational. Um, uh, Myself being a 90s kid. Uh, then growing up and never really wanting to fully grow up and keeping the heart of a kid, I'm going to go with the, the most kid movie I can think of that 
honestly, you can watch it year round. It's quoted. It's hilarious. The fluffy froed comedian Will Ferrell's Elf. Mm. Mm. Ah, that 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 right there will go down as my live action movie. Um, and so Elf is off the board. Uh, buddy, That's go a find, very good pick. Go find your dad. It will be a great Christmas if you watch that movie. Mm. Yes. That is a very good pick and um, kind of a gut-wrenching um, pick. It sends me reeling a little bit as I head into my second pick, pick number three of round two. Um, I think this will be the last pick. Now, thankfully, this is my favorite movie of this category, but I did have a close second if I had to go with it. Um, but this is one of those instances where I think my favorite of this category um, also will be one that I think will play really well um, in a ranking by other people. So this one could fall under two categories, um, under the animated or the pre-1994 classics. But seeing as I've already chosen one of those, this will go down as an animated. And it is the 1964 stop-motion Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And it is possibly, just possibly now, the most anticipated movie of the 25 Nights of Christmas. If y'all remember those on ABC Family, and it's now Freeform or um, Yeah, get whatever that Freeform those... crap out of here. It's always yeah. ABC Family in my heart. 25 Days of Christmas, specifically the 25 Nights of Christmas, was the best. And I know we don't experience that with Netflix anymore, Hulu, and we can watch these movies, you know, pretty much year-round if we want to. But no one really owned very many Christmas movies. You just had to wait to see. At Halloween, you had to wait for Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town to come on TV. Um, During Christmas, you, like, planned your night around what, day the stop motion Rudolph was going to come on. Um, And I just, I remember that. I remember being so excited. That was hamburger helper night at the Goodwin household. We canceled all plans, made sure we were home. All the lights except for the Christmas tree were off and we sat and we watched that together. Um, Such fond memories around Rudolph. And it is very, very happy with that pick. That right there is a phenomenal pick. Well played. Rudolph was definitely on my short list for those animated films. Um, God. So many, like, I'm looking at this list here, what we've we've picked so far, and it has been phenomenal. But uh, as we're rounding out round two, Eric, you are on the board. Okay. Now, let me tell you, right now, I am extremely happy uh, because <laughs> you you guys these guys know me and anybody who really knows me that's listening to this knows exactly where I'm headed and the fact that I was able to get Christmas Vacation as my first round pick and that this is still on the board and I can still take it is really going to just completely make my whole Christmas Wait, um, are we allowed to guess? Well, it, you, I, I totally we've left it there for job guess. security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm no, I, I totally want you to guess because it's okay, Eric. We did not want to take this movie away from you. We wanted you to be able to choose um, Shrek the Halls. Um, we know <laughs> that it's your favorite. We know how badly you wanted um, to choose Shrek the Halls, so you're very welcome. I figured now, it was even, the 2019 version of Noel that was the Netflix special. <laughs> no. And even though I'm happy, I am a competitor, and I would be disappointed if I knew that you guys laid off of this one just to make me happy. Um, so I hope that that's not the case. But You'll never know. But no-brainer, uh, like no thought whatsoever. 1965's A Charlie Brown Christmas is the groundbreaking animated Christmas special. They're, they're, in my mind, I love Rudolph too, Alan. Um, 
and and it was on my list as well. But there there is not anything uh, that tops uh, Charles Schultz, a Charlie Brown Christmas. I've I've read about it. I've watched documentaries about it, like the whole story behind the making of it, and how um, how much was stacked against it, and how it's still to this day uh, the most watched Christmas special ever. Um, no doubt. Um, I've never heard of it. Take, taking <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, taking Charlie Brown. And that one is going to go in as my animated. Good job, Eric. So rounding off our second rounds of picks, we have A Wonderful Life, Elf, Rudolph, and Charlie Brown Christmas. Again, four phenomenal films. Um, I feel like we're, we're actually redoing ABC Families. 25 days of Christmas right now. Like we are, we're, we're going to go ahead and just like send them this, like take Hey, free form FBC Lindell's got you covered. Um, but, uh, Eric, you have the, uh, privilege here of going again to start us off on round three. So take it away. Yes. And this is making it difficult. Um, second pick was a no brainer for me. This one, uh, this one's very difficult. Uh, because I've not chosen my classic yet. Um, and I've, I've also got a wild card, which I have some, I have some in my mind and on my list to play as a wild card that, that not everybody's going to jump on. And so I have to be, I have to be strategic here. And I'm probably, Man, um, okay, I'm I'm gonna stay in the same vein, in the same genre uh, as my last pick, and to fill the classic slot on my roster, I'm gonna take uh, the 1966 animated "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Very good pick. I, I feel like that's uh, near and dear to your heart, Eric. Um... I feel like you, you maybe read that to kids each year. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that may seem real predictable, but I just, just looking at my list, um, I've got lots of other options, but my heart, um, you know, my heart will shrink three sizes if I don't choose um, the Grinch. So I'm going to take that one as my classic from 1966. Great pick right there. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If uh, you haven't seen it, recommend you to go watch it. If you want to hear it read by the best orator, uh, join us on December 24th here for our Christmas Eve service. Uh, We kind of get to lead the service out uh, with our very own Pastor Eric reading that to our kiddos. Uh, If you do, make sure you uh, make your reservations at fbclindell.org forward slash events and pick either the 2 p.m. or 10 p.m. slot. Shameless little plug right there. As we uh, head into round three, pick two, Alan, take it away. Well, um, I hate to burst any bubbles. I'm just kidding. I take that back. I was going to start to throw some shade onto, onto Eric's pick, but I just can't do it because, you know, one of the great things about Christmas is that it's the same story told in so many different ways. Uh, but these Christmas movies... Um, are so good, and you know, there's so many different movies about Santa Claus, about his workshop, um, about what it looks like at the North Pole, about how they do all those things, and we never get mad when they're a little bit different um, from each other. We just, you know, we accept so many different versions of the story, and I'm just hoping, Eric, that you will do the same as I pick The Grinch with Jim Carrey. For my mm. live action film, uh, my heart stopped for just a second when you picked the Grinch until I remembered, oh yeah, he's a classic guy. Um, I am choosing the Grinch for my live action. Uh, and it's just so cool to be able to share that on this holiday Hoobie podcast. Um, I'm very excited also with that pick. Grinch, Jim Carrey, lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm wallowing in self pity over here uh, with that pick, Alan. <laughs> just oh. like, just like I was kicking myself for not picking Elf when you picked it. Like that's another one of those that I do not know how we made it to the third round without that one coming off. I mean, that literally, like, those were your exact words were literally what were coming out of my mouth thirty seconds later. Um, so I'm I'm now in this predicament of. What do I do? I, I'm kind of like Eric's had his two picks. I have my animated still and my wild card on the table. And I'm looking at this and I'm, I think I know what I want. I know I've got one that maybe may not be grabbed by the others and that competitive nature that's in this. Um, but knowing that Home Alone is taken and I love that, and that Jim Carrey's Grinch is taken. And that I probably wouldn't be able to live it down if I had picked Die Hard, because apparently that's not a Christmas movie. I'm going to go with the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. You awful Jingle all the way. (laughs) It's turbo time. For my wild card pick. Oh, man. If you haven't seen it, it is one of those... It really embodies what America looks like in consumerism and retail and finding that perfect present for your kid and knowing that it's not what's wrapped up under the tree, but the family that you're around. Like Alan said, it is indeed turbo time, and my wild card pick is Jingle All the Way. It also teaches children not to trust post carriers or Sinbad. Um, It is such a good one. Golly, if if we could have an honorable mention category, I think we would all have little weird Christmas movies like that one that would make it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Jingle All the Way. I also, like, I want to mention, like, that was a really great appearance of Phil Hartman, too. Like, anybody who who was a big Saturday Night Live fan in the late 80s, early 90s, um... I thought that was a really good, like Phil Hartman usually plays such likable, lovable characters, but you find yourself in Jingle All the Way just hating his guts. I do not know who that is. That's oh. the neighbor. Phil Hartman is the neighbor. Oh, who's yeah. Like trying to move in on Arnold's wife. Like yeah. he's a sleazeball. <laughs> I feel that's his role that he plays. Like he plays it well, and it's just you don't want to hate him for it, but you definitely hate his character in that movie. Yeah. Um. So as we are approaching the end of our third round, Dan, you have taken Home Alone. You've taken It's a Wonderful Life. What is your third pick of this draft going to be? Oh, it would have been Jingle All the Way. I was so ready to say that because <clears throat> one of the things that I always ask my dad. Was, would you be willing to dress up as Turbo Man if wanted it bad enough? And just a little short story. A lot of our church family knows my father has a mustache, and he has always had a mustache my his entire life or my entire life. And I've gone as far say, as say that's say, very impressive if he's had one his, his entire, entire life. life. He came out that way. <laughs> uh, so I even asked like 16th birthday. 21st birthday. I don't want anything other than you shave your mustache. You would never do it. So then that was the alter- alternative when it got to Christmas. It'd be like, hey, did you shave your mustache for Christmas? No. Well, will you dress up as Turbo Man? No. Okay. Well, so I was sad to see. <laughs> I was sad to see that go off the list because that was definitely on there. Now, this is an interesting position for this kind of pick because I'll have another back to back. Uh, that I'll be going after, and you'll also be done. Like that's I will, will be. that's part of it. And um, I'm kind of with you guys too. That there are some honorable mention picks that I had on here that um, I'm still, even in this moment, trying to figure out if I want to throw those on there or not. Um, but one that I'm going to have to go for. Um, as my animated, just because it was something completely out of its out of the typical genre when it came out in two thousand and four, um, it made it almost kind of started becoming a cult classic. Um, 
when I first saw it, I did not see the massive appeal behind it, other than just its animation style and its presentation. And seeing Tom Hanks in this kind of a role and the way he acted it out <clears throat> was um, really, really interesting. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Polar Express. Oh, no, I was oh, so, so hoping sad. that would make it back around. <laughs> <laughs> You're the I, worst. I, I, I'm going to have to go with that one. Um, just because it's uh, it, it, and it's also on that list of must-see movies in this season. Um, so that will be my anime. I, I literally, pick, man. I mean, I went into round three thinking, you know what, Polar Express is safe. It'll get back to me round four. I'm going to go for Jingle all the way, and it, it just it's. Oh, I just feel like Christmas mm. was just taken out from under me. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've got the animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We've got the Jim Carrey The Grinch, Jingle All the Way, and the Polar Express to cap off round three of our draft. And Dan, like you said, you've got this back-to-back pick. Uh, you have taken your live action. You've taken your classic, your animated. So the Christmas Oyster is here. What are you picking with your wild card to start us off with round four? Guys, I wish I could express how tough this is to be able to pick uh, what what I want to because now I'm choosing because I also consulted with my family, my parents back home in Kentucky, and my wife about what to put on this list. And they both gave me very compelling um arguments as to both and i can't believe they both made it to the end and i can choose either one of them so um i'm sorry mom movie that we talked about was wonderful and i look forward to having you watch it with your granddaughter when you come down for christmas but for now i'm going to have to side with my wife and this is not going to be a showstopper but it is something that is near and dear to me. My wife's heart is my wild card pick will be Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a very, very, mm. very good pick. Mm. It it uh, goes for me and Anna. It goes back a very, very long time where we started watching that. Um, I remember when he came out with Tim Burton that um, it was creepy, but it was magical and it really kind of through jack skeleton's eyes kind of show the magic of christmas and that song what's this uh i'm hoping to kind of get that same wonderment out of my own daughter when she starts discovering for herself and asking those questions you know what are these white things in the air why are there lights everywhere why are there presents under their tree and just discovering the wonderment of christmas all over so um, that is my go-to pick for my fourth pick, my final pick, my wild card, Nightmare Before Christmas. That was a fantastic pick there. Um, I know with Eric did his research, and I was looking at trying to hammer down what my animated picks were. Uh, based on IMDb, which is a great resource for trying to both How the Grinch Stole Christmas, both the... Nightmare Before Christmas and Charlie Brown Christmas are all in that list of top 10 highest rated animated Christmas movies. And so it's like, man, like if those are the top rated ones, I feel like I'm, I'm getting like the, the fourth stringer here. Like I'm getting the, the coming off the bench type of uh, role. But this is with the second pick is one that my wife has watched. Uh, we've actually watched uh, it recently in our house, uh, being able to hang out with uh, Annie. It's one that I think will for always be a timeless classic, but for me it will serve as my animated role. And we're going to go with Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, um, which is kind of a little cop-out, because there's like stories within stories that you can have with it. But... 
Uh, to close out my draft here, we will be taking uh, another Disney piece there and going with the the big-eared mouse friend to take me away to victory. Uh, Mickey will be the, the carry anchor. As we head into pick number three, Alan, what you got? You know, I'm just sitting here wishing. I think if we had thought of one more category, a sequels category would have been great because um, there are so many different sequels. And I'm actually down to either, goodness gracious, I have two sequels um, and a another kind of cult classic that are, it's not quite a classic yet, but I have like a cult classic film and two sequels that I'm trying to choose between. It's very difficult. Maybe I'll share them when the voting is done, so we'll see. Or um, when the picking is done, so we'll see what Eric gets. But for my wild card, I'm going to pick one of those movies that if I had to really bet, I think this movie, as it continues to get some age to it, is going to be one that is becomes more and more quoted and becomes more and more of a cult classic. People might not see it now, but... I'll show people this podcast in the future and see what they say about it. I'm going to go with Christmas with the Cranks for my wild card. This is probably the only pick on there that is just purely an Allen pick. This one's for me. What you Um, listeners out there didn't just hear is uh, through our paper-thin walls here at the office, Eric just (laughs) let out this gigantic gasp of just defeat. (laughs) Oh, you you you've devastated me. So you know what, Christmas with the Cranks and Christmas Vacation. Like I, f- I feel like Christmas with the Cranks is 2004's Christmas Vacation. That's truly my opinion. I think uh, you give that you give that movie ten more years, and I think the way that people talk about it is going to be in a similar category. I think you're right, Alan. Uh, that one, Christmas with the Cranks, is a standard Welchel. December movie that has to be watched at least once every Christmas. Uh, we love it too. Um, that probably would have been my wild card and final pick had it still been on the board. Um, but um, that's okay. I'm I'm all with you there. That's a great great pick. All right. Well, Eric, we are now at the end of our draft. Pick four four. Um, not pick 44, it's actually pick 16, but pick 44 um, is all up to you, buddy. How are we going to close out our Christmas movie draft of 2020? Wow. Um, this is a lot of pressure here because I feel like um, like responsible for, for capping this thing off strong. And of the list I have, I've marked off so many things and I only have a few that are still left on ones that I would have even considered picking. And um, it's just so hard. I've got an animated uh, one that could be an, another animated classic. Uh, but then there are a couple of like romantic comedies that are kind of thrown in there on my list that I'm thinking... I could go for, and hopefully some listeners out there might uh, agree with me. And then there's another black and white classic that nobody has picked, and I'm thinking, wow, how can we do a Christmas movie draft without picking that? And so I'm I'm more confused now than ever. Um, so, uh, golly, this is so hard, guys. Um, I agree with Alan. After after I make this pick and we get our final list, I want us to go back and talk about the ones we didn't pick that were on. The ones list. that got that? away. Yes. yes. I definitely want to do that. Um, but I'm going to go rogue here. And I'm going to pick an, another movie that, that I think maybe is definitely going to be a generational one. I feel like... Um, Maybe, uh, you know, so you guys may even want to debate me on whether this would even be considered a Christmas movie or not. Um, and I think I'm doing this more for my wife because I know she loves this movie and it's one that we watch together a lot. Total romantic comedy um, from 2001 starring John Cusack and Kate um, Beckinsale. 
Serendipity. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't know what that is. I'm a man. The fact that you you started naming off things before I was born, probably. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I didn't even realize that was a movie called Serendipity. Um, Yeah, it's basically total romantic comedy. Um, But it's set at Christmas time. Um, It's about these two people who randomly meet in a department store uh, that sparks fly between them. And then um, they're both in their own uh, relationships, but they decide to um, the the girl basically believes in destiny. So they put these random objects out into the world with their names and telephone numbers on them and basically throw them out to fate and uh, basically make the promise that uh, if those things come back around and fall in their hands, then they will they'll contact one another again and um it's a it's a fun uh total total romantic great date night movie uh that kind of thing uh but i'm gonna i'm gonna take serendipity 2001 and hope some listeners out there uh will um will agree with me well my wife and i are gonna have to watch this non-Christmas Christmas movie about people who do not remain faithful in their relationships. Um, and I could not be more excited to see it. <laughs> that, bold pick, Pastor. Bold pick, Pastor. <laughs> so as we look here, uh, going from the, <laughs> the top down. <laughs> I knew I was risking my reputation doing this. I mean, that was riskier than... That was riskier than uh, the crappers from, from Christmas Vacation. I was taking you know, a I risk think... with Christmas Vacation. This feels like a bigger one. That's yeah. smart. No, I'll say that was smart to actually go with a chick flick because what other chick flicks are on the list? The I holiday. Mean, like yeah, that. I had the holiday on my list. Yep. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about on what we had picked. Right. You were the only one that worked one into your list, so you're appealing to a group that the rest of us not. So yeah, you know, you you, we'll, just, as, we'll just chalk that up to my um, age and wisdom as a married man. That's wonderful work. Well, as um, I'm gonna just list a couple that got away from me. Um, I think I came down to two sequels that I think were very hard for me. To leave on there and if we had had a sequels category i think these it's very likely one of them would have made it but maybe the second one i have the unpopular opinion that this movie might be better than the first one which was chosen home alone 2 lost to new york mm. was such a great christmas movie um and there is to a certain generation it's probably a little bit better um just catch it just it just it catches different elements the whole being in New York City, all those things, like the limo with the pizza, like just some iconic, iconic scenes. Um, and then a very, very old one from the 70s would have been The Year Without a Santa Claus, which I, technically is a sequel. It's actually like a, it was like four movies in this series of the Rudolph series, the stop motion series. Um, Year Without a Santa Claus. Rudolph's New Year, all those things. Um, That one was hard not to pick as well. I loved it. I don't know if anyone else even knows what I'm talking about, but the year without Santa Claus with the heat miser and um, the snow miser was very good. You know, I I actually will agree with you as being the one that chose Home Alone that I probably watched Home Alone 2 more than I watched Home Alone. just because, like you said, there were the different elements in the with the with the pigeons, and it kind of scratches two different itches. It really does, and, yeah. and I, I'm going to kind of agree with you there that as a personal favorite, Home Alone Two probably would be one that I would pull out to watch before Home Alone. Now, as far as the ones that didn't make it, and I'm going to leave the last one that I on my list that didn't make it as an arguable one. The one that I was fighting between was Nightmare Before Christmas, but the one that my mother and I used to watch all the time was Prancer. I don't know if any of you guys know Mm. that movie or not. I remember that's a good one. 
with Sam yeah. Elliott. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's it. And with the little girl who finds Prancer and you know takes care of him, stuff like that, and it's always kind of pretending that that was actually one of Santa's reindeer. But then at the end, you're like, wait a minute, that was such a great movie um, to watch. And admittedly, I hadn't watched it in a while, but my mother is going to bring it down for uh, us to watch with Natalie. Um, so that one didn't make it. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, but not the old one. It, the one with uh, Richard Attenborough from 94. That one had a special place in my heart as well because, you know, Jurassic Park, you know, it's like, oh, wait, he's in something else. And then to be able to watch that. Now, here's the one that I was curious about. Batman Returns. Yeah. I've seen Batman Returns on a list of Christmas movies. Um, That one's a little questionable to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'd, I'd... I wouldn't put that. I mean, if Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, I wouldn't put Batman Returns as a Christmas movie. They have one of the key fights during the lighting of the Christmas tree. And the woman who did it was the one who was quote unquote murdered by Batman. So that's why I was, it came up on my list. And, you know, there's, of course, there's, it's snow everywhere. That doesn't define it as Christmas. But um, just having those couple scenes in there, it didn't obviously ultimately. Make it, but that was one of my one of my favorite movies as a kid. And now I'm sitting here going, is that a Christmas movie? Would, would that be a debatable one? So anyway, but ultimately, I think if Nightmare Before Christmas was taken, Prancer would have made it on there. But yeah, no, Prancer is definitely a good one. Um, as we we take a look at our list here from the the top down, Eric, uh, you had National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and then you went with Charlie Brown Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the animated from was it nineteen sixty six, right? Nineteen sixty six, that's right. Yeah, and then you closed us out with Serendipity. Dan, you had Home Alone, which I think all of us have agreed is a great pick, followed with It's a Wonderful Life. The Polar Express, Nightmare Before Christmas, all four fabulous picks. Alan with The Christmas Story, Rudolph, the animated, uh, Grinch featuring Jim Carrey, and Christmas with the Cranks. And then my picks were The Santa Claus, Elf, Jingle All the Way, and Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Uh, 16 fabulous movies with several honorable mentions. Uh, but guys, thank y'all so much for joining us on this week's episode of Lindell Station. It was a good one. We love having a special guest. We're going to have more coming in 2021. Um, but until then, yippee ki and we will see you later.